48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Director Xiao Balong urges Hong Kong to stay vigilant against anti-China forces. The SAR reports more than 3,400 coronavirus cases and an environmental group says the government needs to move faster on ditching disposable utensils. Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Director Xiao Bao Long has urged the SAR government to work to resolve Hong Kong's most pressing and urgent problems to live up to the people's expectations. He also warned people both in Hong Kong and Macau to remain vigilant against anti-China forces. Aaron Tam reports. In an online seminar discussing President Xi Jinping's speech on Hong Kong earlier this month, Xiaobao Long said the landmark address has effectively given the government a roadmap to achieve concrete results, something that Chief Executive John Lee says his administration is already working towards with a revamped government structure and the setting up of task forces on key issues such as housing and intergenerational poverty. Meanwhile, Mr. Xiao also said everyone in the two SARs should remain vigilant about anti-China forces, saying Western forces with designs on destabilizing both Hong Kong and Macau haven't given up. He said they can't be allowed any space to operate, and anyone who challenges the bottom line of the one-country-two-systems policy will surely be punished. Health officials have reported 3,436 new COVID infections, including 254 imported. Officials say 1,182 COVID patients are being treated at public hospitals, including 149 new admissions. Four are in intensive care. The hospital authority says three COVID patients aged between 58 and 101 have died. Chuang Shukwan from the Centre for Health Protection said dozens of students at St Catherine's International Kindergarten and Nursery in Kowloontong are in quarantine as an outbreak centred around their school bus route widens. She said authorities first detected infections among school bus drivers, but more students have now come down with the virus. Subsequently, we note that in the AM session of that bus, there are also four students affected. I think they have been affected previously. And also we looked that in two classes there may be some transmission. That's why we advised precautionary suspension of class for the two specified classes. Hopefully this will help to curb the spread among the classes. The pandemic advisor to the government, Lao Yulong, says experts will discuss early next month whether to allow children younger than three to receive Sinovac jabs. The Sinovac vaccine is currently available to anyone aged three and over, while BioNTech jabs are available to those five and over. Professor Lao, who chairs one of the expert panels under the Centre for Health Protection, hopes that all being well, younger children can get their first dose in September, but says a new minimum age threshold has yet to be decided. A Green Group has urged the government to map out a timetable to regulate disposable utensils, saying the current plan, which only aims to phase out dine-in plastic tableware by 2025, isn't good enough. Greenpeace surveyed more than 1,000 people and found that 37% were in the habit of buying takeaway coffee, consuming on average three cups per week. It estimated that 400 million coffee cups are disposed of in a year. Leanne Tam is a campaigner for the group. The government should regulate all take away plastic disposable tableware in 2025. At the same time, they should have a timetable and planning on how to develop the reusable system. It's like the borrow and return system of some returnable cups or food containers because we can see that it's a real solution to solve the disposable category problem, but not shifting those materials from plastic to paper or bamboo. 
Two motorists were injured after their vehicles crashed in the Tate's Can Tunnel. One was unconscious while the other suffered a neck injury. The accident happened at around 5pm. Shut inbound traffic in the area was disrupted because of the collision. Turning overseas, South Korea's Foreign Minister Park Jin is in Japan for talks aimed at improving ties between the two countries. He'll discuss intelligence sharing with his Japanese counterpart, as well as a possible resolution of the issue of compensation for Koreans forced to work as labourers for Japanese firms in the Second World War. And the weather for tonight and tomorrow, mainly fine apart from isolated showers. The minimum temperature will be about 29 degrees. It'll be very hot with a high of about 33 in urban areas, slightly higher in the new territories. And the outlook fine and very hot for the rest of this week and into early next week with highs of up to 35 degrees. The very hot weather warning is still in effect and it's currently 30 degrees Celsius and 81% humidity. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Consumer Council has warned shoppers to choose cooking oils carefully. The watchdog says it found contaminants or carcinogens in some popular products from supermarkets and department stores. Kelly Yu has more. The Consumer Council tested 50 samples of cooking oil and found that all but three contained one or more harmful contaminants, while around 60% had carcinogenic substances in them. The watchdog said in two samples, the levels of genotoxic carcinogens exceeded European Union safety standards. The vice chairman of the council's research and testing committee, Lui Wing Chong, said consumers should pay attention to nutrition labels and switch products from time to time. The council urged the industry to clearly label the various types of cooking oils or the content or the waste or the fatty acid to provide consumers with more critical product information. When selecting cooking oil, aside from paying heed to the information on the packaging and selecting products with a higher nutritional value, consumers are also reminded to switch the cooking oil types regularly to ensure a balanced nutrient intake. Mr. Le advised people to reduce their use of high-temperature cooking methods that require a large amount of oil to prevent health risks. The Consumer Council also says complaints about food delivery platforms are on the rise. The council received 522 complaints in the first half of this year. That's up 30% from a year ago. In particular, complaints about monthly subscription plans or membership schemes saw an increase. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, urged food delivery platforms to improve transparency. It is very important that you have let them know the terms and conditions really clear before they press the button of subscribing to your trial monthly subscription or confirm to be subscribing. If it is too hidden in the terms and conditions under very fine print on your website, that may not be that desirable from a trade practices point of view. So we think the platform should improve in terms of presenting the terms and conditions very clearly before the consumer confirmed to subscribe. Turning overseas, scientists in Europe say a staggering amount of land in the European Union and Britain is suffering from drought. About half of the territory is subject to warnings or alerts. European Commission scientists say water and heat stress is driving down crop yields and affecting hydroelectric power generation. It comes as parts of Western Europe are experiencing a heat wave that threatens to break temperature records. The BBC's Bethany Ballinspain says the country's south, northeast and northwest are all affected. In the northwest last night, a fireman died as he battled the flames. We've been out watching uh, as helicopters try to extinguish fires and they return again and again, dropping huge buckets of water 
on uh, the fires and it takes them a very long time to extinguish them. Sri Lanka's acting president, Ranul Wickremesinghe, says the country's negotiations with the International Monetary Fund over an emergency bailout are nearing a conclusion. There's been no comment from the IMF. The BBC's Anbarasan Etarajan reports from Colombo. Sri Lanka needs an emergency loan from the International Monetary Fund to tackle its worst economic crisis in decades. A first direct meeting concluded in Colombo last month and the acting president's optimism that a deal could be close may come as a surprise to many. Generally, it takes months to strike an agreement and the IMF said Sri Lanka needed to stamp out corruption and raise taxes to rescue its economy. The island, however, desperately needs foreign currency to import fuel, food and medicine. President Putin has vowed to overcome what he called colossal high-tech problems caused by international sanctions over Ukraine. Calling it a huge challenge, he promised to look for new solutions in an energetic and competent manner. Addressing government officials in a video call, Mr. Putin said it was clear Russia could not develop in isolation. In today's world, he said, you cannot simply issue a decree and put up a fence around yourself. Ukraine's president has suspended the head of the country's security service and the prosecutor general while an investigation takes place into alleged treason and collaboration with Russia in their departments. Officials have clarified that the two have not been sacked as originally reported but have had their powers suspended. President Vladimir Zelensky described the collaboration as widespread. More than 60 employees of the prosecutor's office and the security service of Ukraine have remained in the occupied territory and are working against our state. Sufficient evidence has been collected to give a notice of suspicion of state treason. A top official in Egypt responsible for the Cairo metro system has been removed from his post. There's been a scandal of allegedly plagiarised artwork at one of the network stations. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. A series of murals with stylized images of ancient Egyptian women was recently put up with much fanfare at the Girls' College metro station. A studio run by the celebrated young Egyptian designer Garda Wali was responsible. All seemed well until a Russian artist, Gergi Kurosov, popped up on Facebook to claim the murals had clearly been copied from his work without his permission. He demanded an official explanation. Egyptian social media lit up almost instantly. The murals were posted side by side with Kurosov's paintings, displaying what seemed undeniable similarities. Within days, the murals were torn down. The European Commission has signed a memorandum of understanding with Azerbaijan aiming to double the amount of gas it imports from Baku. The Commission head Ursula von der Leyen said it was part of efforts to diversify away from Russian energy by turning to what she called more trustworthy partners, including Azerbaijan. The agreement will also include measures to increase the production of renewable energy in Azerbaijan for export to the EU. Business in the U.S. airline Delta has placed an order to buy 100 new Boeing 737 MAX 10 planes with an option to buy another 30. The order is worth more than 13 billion U.S. dollars at list prices, the BBC's Theo Leggett reports. This is a vital order for Boeing. The company has struggled over the past few years. <coughs> Fatal crashes involving 737 MAX aircraft in Indonesia and Ethiopia caused huge damage to its reputation. Its 787 Dreamliner program has also been in difficulties, with manufacturing and quality control problems preventing any aircraft from being delivered for more than 18 months. The announcement provides a confidence boost for the US aerospace giant, although it is still in a standoff with regulators over safety certification for the new plane. 
In sport, Hong Kong's snooker star Chung Kar Wai has made history. He's won the SAR's first ever gold medal at the World Games. Damon Pang has more. Chiang Kawai came through in the 2022 World Games held in Birmingham, Alabama. The 23-year-old beat Egypt's Abdulrahman Shaheen 3-1 in the men's snooker final. Chiang noted that it was the first time he had represented Hong Kong at the World Games and said he was glad he was able to overcome his nerves throughout the tournament, especially in the final. Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, congratulated him for performing at his best and demonstrating his prowess. Hong Kong had 17 athletes competing in eight events. Four of them took bronze as part of the SAR's best performance at the Games. The medalists were Grace Lau in karate, as well as Young chun Hei, Michelle Young and Li wing Yong in Wushu. In athletics, Shelly-Anne Fraser-Price of Jamaica has captured a record fifth world championship title in the women's 100 metres in the US state of Oregon. She led all the way in the final, crossing the line in 10.67 seconds, seconds ahead of compatriot Sherika Jackson and Olympic champion Elaine Thompson-Hera. At 35, Fraser-Price is the first athlete to win five gold medals in a track event at the World Championships in the same discipline. Um, it means a lot. It's my fifth title in the 100, so that's remarkable. <laughs> I've worked really hard. I've been consistent, and I've always believed in myself first. I know a lot of times people talk about you know, my age or being a mother but you know I think of it as part of the journey in life and instead of thinking of it as something that will uh, negatively affect me I look at it as a positive experience and having somebody that counts on me is always motivating. Cricket and England's Ben Stokes has announced that he's retiring from one-day international cricket after tomorrow's series opener against South Africa on his Durham home, home ground citing an unsustainable schedule. The powerful all-rounder who captains England's test team famously inspired his side to victory in the 2019 World Cup final against New Zealand at Lords. But since then, the 31-year-old has played just nine more times in the 50-over format due to injuries, a mental health break and workload management. He'll turn out for a farewell appearance at Chesterley Street against South Africa before focusing on his test captaincy and 2020 career. And AC Milan said they've extended the contract of Zlatan Ibrahimovic for another year. The seven-time European champion said the Swedish forward would continue to wear the number 11 shirt. And a reminder of our tops stories tonight. Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Director Xia Baolong urges Hong Kong to stay vigilant against anti-China forces. And the SAR reports more than 3,400 COVID-19 cases. The news from RTHK.
Osmond Brothers, simply as the Osmonds, of course, in the height of their uh, fame, there was Alan, who else was there, let me think, there was Jay, Merrill, Donnie, uh, Jimmy, but I think Jimmy's voice was a little bit too high for this particular song, so I don't think it was on that, and Marie, of course, hadn't really come along to do any music, she did some duets with Donnie Osmond, a couple of songs on her own, Paper Roses was pretty good, anyway, here we are into our second hour. Sentimental journey as usual at five past midnight, all with me, Peter King. And if you'd like a song, it's radiopeter at gmail. 